Hi, I'm Renee Christensen, and this is the Training Them Wisely podcast, where each week we talk about ways that we can disciple our kids, pour into them. And I'm very excited about today's guest. It is Kendra Joyner. She has been a children's minister for 18 years. She is an amazing one. She has such a heart for children, and I just love being around her and knowing her. She loves to travel. She loves to laugh. When the two of us get together, we laugh a lot. <laughs> we spent three weeks together this summer at different camps, and we were roommates for the whole three weeks, and I absolutely loved it. We had the best time together. So, Kendra, welcome. I am so glad that you are here today. You were my very first podcast person that I ever <laughs> interviewed, never had done a podcast before, had no idea what I was doing. You completely carried it. <laughs> it was pretty much Kendra's podcast. She was amazing. And then afterwards, she's like, so a lot of times podcasters have questions that they can ask people. I was like, oh, good idea. <laughs> so Kendra, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a children's minister in High Point, North Carolina, and I've been here almost or just over seven years. Um, at this church on staff, but I've been doing children's ministry for about 18 years. So, yeah. Awesome. And why is, so we're going to talk about missions as a family today, because it is something I think that's really important and it can be kind of difficult to figure out how to involve children's in children in missions mm-hmm. just because of the different ages. Um, and it's just not something that you always think about as being able to do. But I do think it's really important for kids to serve, for kids to be in missions. So why do you think it's important that families focus on missions? Well, I think for one thing, it helps you grow your family together in a way that you don't get any other time. So I grew up in a family where my um, so my dad was a pastor growing up when I was a child. And um, we served and did did all kinds of things, but also grew up in a very missions-minded church. And so from the time I was in seventh grade until I um, graduated from high school and went to college, um, I was doing missions every summer because that was something that was important to our church that we would do. And so for children and families, like children can do that by um, serving with their parents. A lot of times they're not going to just let children go by themselves to serve, but if mom and dad go, they can go to the local food pantry and help serve. They can go and help at a nursing home and just spread some joy to people there. Like there's lots of practical, small ways that you can serve. You can serve your community with your first responders. Um, but all of that shows the love of Christ in their own environment where they are. And when you're doing it as a family, then your children are able to see what you value mm-hmm. as being important because you can tell them that things are important versus doing things with them, we're actually able to see you serve, see you love other people, see you share the gospel with them, with others. And that those types of things, they really do help a child actually see that, oh, I'm mom and dad aren't just saying this, they're living this out and they mean what they're saying. Right. Um, And for me, like um, Deuteronomy six, where it says where you can walk along the way. That's what I think of when I think of families doing missions is that you teach them as you walk along the way. You don't just um, say it and then say, go do it. You teach them as you do it and model it in front of them. And so, um, and that's how it was for my family. My mom and my dad both were very missions minded and we served. um, I served as a fourth grader in our migrant Bible school. We had migrants in our community where I lived um, for the summer picking tomatoes. And um, we did two weeks of vacation Bible school. 
And although we did not speak the same language, we were able to share the love of Christ. And we could, the, they would, our church would teach us enough Spanish to be able to say, please come to church with us. We're doing vacation Bible school. And then um, they would have people there that would share the gospel in Spanish, of course. But um, we would go in and teach the Bible stories to the kids in English because they needed to learn English for school. So, and my mom always had fourth graders. That was the class she wanted to teach. And so she would always throw me in as a teacher at some point during the time when I was a fourth grader too. And I was like, what on earth? Um, so, <laughs> but it was a good way to learn how to do it and to just be a part. Like I had a place somewhere, a role in Bible school. So, yeah. And I, and I love that passage of scripture that you mentioned. I actually just wrote a blog post on it a couple of days ago that came out. And I love the part that says, you know, as you walk along. So just in all of these varieties of ways, I think, you know, we need to be investing in our kids and discipling them at home. But by actually leaving the house, it's a different way that you're, you know, they're yeah. going to remember things differently whenever they're out of the normal things that they're doing and be able to to see what's going on even more. So we kind of talked about this, but with so what are some practical ways? Because there are so many different ages. Um how can kids participate in missions? Because I know a lot of moms want to do that, but they just need practical ideas, especially if they have babies. That was hard for me whenever I had little ones because they won't let you go cook food whenever, you know, you're under a certain right. age. They won't, there's certain missions that you're not able mm-hmm. to do with little ones, but really there is a pretty wide variety that you can even do with babies. So what ideas do you have that you can share with people? So some of the things that we've done even here, so we take flowers to our um, senior adults, to the mm-hmm. shut-ins at our church, and we do it as families. So you go as a family, you write a note just to encourage them. Some of them don't get out of their homes at all. We went to one lady's house that she had not even been off of the second floor of her home because of steps. She had an issue with her hip and couldn't leave even to come to the front door. So we put it on the front door. Her children came by later and took it to her, but she got to wave out the window to us and talk to us. Um, and that's an easy thing. We I planted the plants before we went. I just got them from the farmer's market and put them in a little pot. And then um, another thing you can do, even with little ones, is that they can write cards. So one of the things we do here is that we, um, we think about our shut-ins a lot because we know that they don't get to go anywhere, right? And COVID really emphasized that for us. Um, and now we have some more families that are kind of walking in that stage of life with their parents. And so um, we also have learned to make ornaments and Christmas cards and we've delivered those or we've um, mailed them to them. Because either way, it doesn't matter if they're up for a visit or not. You can still spread some joy and the love of Christ to them. And all they need is just a smile. Um, yes. One time we we made... Um, little picture frames and we put the kids pictures in the picture frame and send it to the um, shut-ins and let them know, Hey, we just want you to know we're thinking about you. And here's a little child for you to pray for. Um, And then we've also, um, we have a thing where we do thank and bake and where we bake goodies and then we bring them to the church and we deliver them to our first responders in the community. And so our kids have done that. You don't have to be any age for that. You can bake the brownies at your house and then, you know, take them with you to the fire department or to wherever 911 whoever needs them. Um, those are all simple things that you can do. The other things that we do is that we've helped at the food pantry. We've helped at the, um, we have a 
thrift store for homeless people that we've gone in and we've helped organize clothes there. And you know, I mean, they let the elementary kids do that. So we were first through fifth graders that did that. Um, so and that's a young they, age, yeah. Yeah. And what they did is they just gave us one section of the store. So we were in charge of like women's clothing. Well, we had to put all the smalls together. Then you put all the mediums together. So it wasn't like we were having to organize the whole thing. You just make it simple, right? Um, and part of it good. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter like how old the kids are. You can still find things for them to do. And it, it doesn't have to be hard. The other thing that I think that is important is that you teach them how to serve in their own community yes. before you take them somewhere else to serve. And so I agree. Uh, yeah, we've done that too, where because your community sees you like they're going to hold you accountable for what you're doing. Right. Whereas you might go on a mission trip. We've done some family mission trips here where we've taken a whole family, like multiple families. We all go as a team, but they you serve as family and um, taking them to another location to serve and help churches. But at the same time, it's important that they do it at home, too, so they know how to serve their community around them. It is. And so many people don't realize that really the Great Commission does include your local area. Whenever we think of right. mission trips, we literally think of going somewhere. Mm-hmm. The truth is that right here where God placed us, he placed us as a local missionary where we yeah. should be pouring into the community and sharing the love of Christ with others around us. So yeah, I love that you said that. And I think just cards in general are very helpful, easy thing to yeah. do, even for babies, you know, because whenever someone is sick, even whenever my kids were babies, I would just paint their hand, put a handprint on there yeah. and they would tell me something to write on it. It didn't need to be a lot, but truly whenever somebody is sick, when they are shut into their home and not able to right. get out of their home, when they're in a nursing home, just getting something is truly valued. I'm a nurse and just, I mean, cancer patients, whenever they would come in for their induction therapy for six weeks at a time and really would have no visitors Right. There's so many people and that those little things really do make a difference. It's not something, I mean, it sounds small and it is small and it is quick, but it can make a big impact still. So there's Absolutely. so many ways that you can serve like that and serve locally. So I love that. Um, all right. So what are some benefits do you think of families serving together as an entire group? So one of the things that we learned when we were doing family mission trips and teaching families how to serve together. So one, families and communication is different in today's world with all the technology we have, right? And so um, we had some families that they just said that they didn't, they had never done anything like that together. They'd never been on a team together. They never had to work together for the same common goal. Like they were all busy at home doing other things. And so when they serve together, like you get to really see your family in a different light that way. Right. And then you're, you're all there for a common goal of the gospel. So it really is to share the gospel and um, do it to all nations. It doesn't matter if those nations are here in front of you or if it's somewhere else. Um, And so for us, we got to see families that had never had a common goal to serve together, serve together, and then learn how to like flip it on the fly when the, what we had planned before we got there is probably not what the Lord needed us to do. And we had to change it. Right. And so then you get to learn, okay, well, how is, how are their personalities going to work? The other thing is that they got to see gifts in their kids that they probably would have never experienced at home. Right. Because mom and dad kind of run the household at home, but when you're out serving and Hey, we need three people to serve the dinner today and we need five, you know, to, to, 
interact with families, what are you going to choose? And so they get to see those different gifts that maybe their kids have that they've not seen before in action. I know for us growing up, my brother, I have three brothers, but my brother that is in the middle with me, um, he was the dishwasher on all of our mission trips, like loved to wash the dishes. Now at home, he never did that. He never washed the dishes. He didn't like to do that. But um, for us growing up, and that's what all of the adults would say when we got back was, oh my gosh, I never knew that he could wash dishes. Like he was such a servant, had a servant heart for those around him. And mom was like, what? <laughs> you know, so, but learning to see those gifts and using them and putting them in practice is a good opportunity when you're serving together as a family. Yeah. And I'd love to actually work together as a family, even at home. I remember yeah. whenever I was growing up because my dad, so he was a pastor first at a mega church, then at a smaller church that was growing. And then he planted a church and we had, you know, no money at all. And so we did everything like we would grow our own food. We would do the house projects together, but I grew up loving working in a group as a result of that. And there is something really special about whenever you have a common purpose and you are working towards it and you're right. Cause then you can see kids. Um, I loved serving at kids club where yeah. I was able to watch my children interact, you know, some of them were just, they were younger. So they were there for the lesson and were in with mm-hmm. the other kids, but seeing my second eldest and her desire to be able to tutor and teach, you yeah. know, it's just, it's interesting to be able to see what God can grow out of that. And again, to see those parents and children being, you know, you're being an example to each other as you're going through and you're serving others. Cause it does, it puts you in a different place whenever you're actually serving and showing love and living out the great commission together. Absolutely. I also think too, so don't discount it when your kids come and they participate with other kids when you're doing something like kids club, Yeah. because I think um, what that does is it models for the other kids, it what the does. behavior should be yes. if they don't know how to behave. Right. And so um, I think that's important too. Like not only so are they important, Yes. They were able to share, this is how we behave. This is the expectation, not this is what you know. So let's continue in the chaos, you know? Yes, exactly. Very much so. Very much so. So any age in that way is helpful. Um, So how can we, as families, make sure that we are being intentional to concentrate on missions in some way? Well, I think you have to give up some time to do that, um, <laughs> which is a big thing in families today is that families can be busy. And so what are the things that are important to you? If you are an intentionally trying to find time, then maybe you set one weekend out of the month for let's serve together as a family this weekend of the month. It doesn't matter what else is going on. This is what we're going to do. And it can be everything from going. I used to get up at like five o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings and feed the homeless with a team because that was when we were scheduled. It didn't matter that it was convenient for anybody. It wasn't convenient at all on Saturday morning, but for us, it was a gift that we got to go and share. So we went and served, you know, homeless people at five o'clock on Saturday morning, feeding them breakfast and preparing the breakfast. So um, it just, you just have to figure out in your schedule what works best and then intentionally put that in and um, don't let life get too busy where you miss it because it, it can easily get, too busy and you miss those things. It can. It can easily get too busy. I love that. And just being willing to use those hours that God has mm-hmm. because everybody is, there's not a lot of margin in people's lives in general in America. 
But right. if you're able to do that, and it's a time that you're together as a family, not on your yeah. phones, not on electronics, interacting, yeah. talking, yeah. and serving God at the same time. So yeah. all good things. Do you have anything else that you want to share about missions? As um, I think too, I, so um, I have a chapter in a book that I wrote a couple of years ago where I talked about don't miss the opportunities in front of you. So the Lord gives us opportunities to serve those around us. Um, and the way that I wrote that chapter, I wrote it that, um, I would have never guessed that the Lord would place the world at my doorstep where he has me serving right now. And so, um, I have gotten to interact with people of other cultures and other languages and other educational levels that I would have never guessed would be where I am. Right. I would have always thought maybe I should go to them in other areas of the world but they're right here in front of me and I get to interact with them. So don't miss those opportunities. The Lord plants right in front of you. And it could be a child or a family that your kid is in school with, like interact with that family and be able to share the gospel with them, you know, cause that might be something that they need. And it might be anything from being invited to a birthday party to um, going and doing a fun family, you know, craft fair or, you know, festival weekend or whatever and just showing the love of Christ to that family. So yeah, don't miss taking the time for people that have moved to this country to have a relationship with them because they do need that relationship. And that is one thing that I have found. I can't believe how many hundreds of people we've been able to share the gospel with mm-hmm. through meeting people right here in America at, in other countries. And yes. it's just, yeah, it's something that we can just walk by and not even realize that that opportunity is there unless you do think about it, but in pretty much all, I mean, I haven't lived that many places in America, but in the places <laughs> that my daughter lives in the places I've lived in, yeah. there's a really high concentration of people from other nations that are in America mm-hmm. and right. to not let one of my best friends does not speak English as her first language. And if I had not been willing to get over the broken English to have that relationship with her, where so many people I've watched them discredit her or not pay attention to her just because of her broken English. But the fact is that she's amazing. You know, I mean, and being used by God so much, but just to take that time to, to be patient whenever they don't know that much English and you can help them learn English. You can, I mean, there's so right. many ways that you're able to help these people and the amount of appreciation that some of them have, like it's been so good for my children to see how excited one of David's friends got a blanket for the first time. He'd been sleeping on the floor and whenever he got a blanket yeah. and he was just so excited. And David was like, wow, I can't believe that here I am in my bed with five blankets, 10. If I yeah. want, we've, we've got blankets. Right. And he's so excited that he has one blanket for my children just to have, to be right here still in North Carolina. Yeah. Yet be able to have a view of what poverty does look like other places because of where they're able to tell them what's happened. Yeah. It's, it's a great influence on them as well. I feel like for them to know more, not as much as if they were to travel to that country, but I'm very thankful for what they're able to see with it as well. And to see the difference that you can make in a family's life and how family can impact other families in that community that speak their language and other families from where they are. Yeah, that's great. Anything else, Kendra? Mm, I think that's all. All right. So that was great. I appreciate it. So now I always ask everybody, what's your favorite Bible verse right now? Because I know everybody's 
can have a lot of favorite Bible verses. Yes. But right now, <laughs> what's your favorite Bible verse and why? So my favorite um, passage is not really a verse, but a passage. <laughs> That's me too. Mine's First Corinthians 13 usually, so hey. <laughs> Mine is Ephesians 3, um, 14 through 21. I'm going to just read it to you. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. But according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints. What is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So that is my favorite passage right now, but also very common um, in my world, because I do get to see how the Lord works immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine when I work with families and children. And so um, some of the days I think, oh, Lord, why, why am I here? Um, but other days I think, Lord, this is why. Because you can work immeasurably, immeasurably more than we can ever ask, think, or imagine. So, I love that. I actually just finished writing Ephesians Bible studies, one for preschoolers, one for elementary, one for teens, and one for adults. And I have been praying over that passage for years for my yes. children that yes. they would have that. But just to that we would actually need power to even be able to comprehend part mm -hmm. of God's love for us, that he loves us that much. And that whenever we do pray to think that he can do even more than we could even ask or imagine. And yet how often what I've been struck by is how often I try so hard to be intentional with prayer, but do we realize just how amazing it is that we're able to approach the father and be able to pray to him. Um, I also just finished writing, I don't know that you know this one, a Bible study on prayer for kids. And part of it awesome. is how you go through the tabernacle. Yes. How it was only the priest that could actually approach yes. Yes. the Holy of Holies and once a year. So it wasn't yes. something that, you know, the fact that we are able to talk to God all of the time, whenever you look at that and realize, wow, one person once a year could go in and pray for others. Yeah. Here we are. Literally anytime that we want to, we're able to talk to God boldly and confidently. And he loves us so much that he can do more than, and he can do more than we think or ask. And we're praying to somebody that's so powerful. I mean, the almighty God who created the whole universe. Yes. And just the privilege that it is to be able to approach him in prayer. Even the fact that he loves us so much that we can't even fully comprehend it and can do so much. That is an awesome passage. I love those scriptures yeah. as well. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh I also, um, so one of the reasons that it's important to me is that my very first summer that I served on missions as far away from both my parents as possible when I was in college, that was our theme for the um, summer was Ephesians 3.20. And our pastor told us, I went to Canada to Penticton, British Columbia, and served with um, 11 other college students from the South, all over the South, um, from the United States. And we um, got there and he said, my goal is for us to be able to share the gospel 320 times and for the Lord to give that blessing in the church for those to believe in Christ. I was like, no way. We're only here for 10 weeks. <laughs> and we got very close. It was very cool to watch and to learn how to share the gospel clearly so that we could do that. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember, um, 
so I used to go door to, I, I actually really love to be able to share the gospel. So I used to mm-hmm. go door to door, I used to share on buses. I'd sit on the bus and everybody would listen all around and stuff. And I prayed because I was getting ready to go somewhere else. My time was going to be less, but I, I remember praying for that last two weeks that God would do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. And I was on a bus and I started talking to somebody and everybody started like getting around 32 people on that bus. I was able to share the gospel with them. And I was thinking to myself, that is just above and beyond what I could have asked or imagined right there. And that's who God is, you know, Mm -hmm. especially whenever we're asking kingdom prayers, because he wants his kingdom to come. He wants us to be able to share whenever you're asking those kingdom prayers, he does. He answers those requests that you make that are going to glorify him. So that's awesome. Well, thank you, Kendra. I love Love you, love what you're doing. And I (laughs) am so thankful that you came on and talked to us. Well, I'm glad to do it anytime. It's a gift, a gift to be able to talk to you.